Welcome back to Health Bite, the podcast for small, actionable bites towards healthy living. I believe your relationship with food is a window into your relationship with yourself. And in this podcast, we will explore how to redefine this relationship so that you can achieve greater mental, emotional, and physical well-being. I'm your host, Dr. Adrian Udine, and if you find value here today, head over to wherever you listen, rate this episode, and leave us a review. In the nearly 20 years that I've worked with patients to help them reach their health and weight loss goals, I've realized that common things are common. People experience common struggles, common challenges, and common saboteurs. So today, I wanted to share with you a really common saboteur for successful weight loss. But first, let's start with a couple clients. First off, Jane. We'll call her Jane for the purpose of this podcast and for the purposes of anonymity. Jane had gained 30 pounds with her first pregnancy. She had already lost 20 when she became pregnant again with her second baby a year later but still had 10 pounds to go to reach her pre-pregnancy weight. Jane tells me she gained another 30 pounds during her second pregnancy, which she was unable to lose. Over the next five years, Jane tried everything to get the now 40 pounds of excess weight off without success. That's when she arrived in my office. I can't seem to lose the weight, Jane told me, no matter what I do. At this point, I would be happy if I could lose just 10 pounds. Kathleen was a successful lawyer in her 40s who told me she had consistently gained weight every single year since she started working as a partner at her law firm. When she came to see me, Kathleen said she was about 65 pounds over her usual adult weight. And she had tried everything. Jenny Craig, Weight Watchers, intermittent fasting, keto... And as she put it, she was unable to lose even an ounce. I would be happy if I could just lose 10 pounds, she told me. I've never been thin, Dave said. But I eat well, I exercise, and have basically been the same weight most of my life. Until the pandemic happened. And then a series of events that I think we can all relate to happened too. His weight gain was the least of his worries at the time. But now he was increasingly uncomfortable with the extra 30 pounds. Dave told me he can't sleep well. He gets shorter breaths with activity. And recently, Dave had a physical that showed he was pre-diabetic. His doctor told him that unless he lost the weight, his chances of becoming diabetic were quite high. I'm doing everything I've always done, Dave said but I just can't lose the weight. I would be happy if I could just lose 10 pounds. I cannot tell you how often I hear this from my patients, exasperated that nothing works. They just want to see some progress. Just 10 pounds, like you heard Jane, Kathleen, and Dave say. So I set out to work with Dave, Kathleen, and Jane who are not really named Jane, Kathleen, or Dave, and actually did not gain weight in the exact way that I shared either, but are a mishmash of every story, including my own. Because as I said, 
One thing I've learned is that as alone as we think we are, our stories are actually very much the same. So I set out to work with Jane, Kathleen, and Dave. And after weeks, and in some cases months, with diligence and hard work and my guidance, they lost their 10 pounds. Of course, they weren't done once they reached this landmark, but they had reached this landmark, the if I could just lose 10 pounds landmark. But much to my surprise, and actually not much to my surprise, in every single case, when I pointed out with excitement that they had in fact lost the 10 pounds they were so desperate to lose, they dismissed it. It's only 10 pounds, Jane said. But I have so much more to lose, Kathleen said. I need to get back to my football weight, Dave said. Okay, but you achieved your goal. You hit your, if I just could, goal. Can we acknowledge that? You may have more you want to achieve, but does that invalidate what you have achieved? Can we celebrate this win? Actually, no, not one of them could bring themselves to acknowledge this win. And this invalidation, it is so common. I can't tell you how often I hear some version of this with my patients. But it's important to call it out because it is one of the most surefire ways to sabotage your overall success. I call this the moving goalpost. We as humans are always moving the goalpost. We are insatiable in our desire for more, to do more, to be more, to accomplish more, to achieve more. I want you to think back to your former child self. Is there something you always wish for that you now have? Maybe you always wanted to be a teacher or practice a certain profession or obtain a certain degree. Maybe you wish to be happily married or to have two or three kids. Maybe you wanted to become well-traveled or well-read. Or maybe you dreamed for the house with the white picket fence. Now think of that thing that you so wished for and you now have. That dream job or relationship or travel list or white picket fence that you now have. Do you sit around and say to yourself, wow, I did that? Or are you on to the next thing? Wanting more success, more pay, more recognition, more travel opportunities, a bigger house. From the time that I can remember, I always wanted to become a doctor. And I tell you, I was not a shoo-in. As an undergrad, it seemed like everyone around me was pre-med and everyone was doing better than I was. At the time, I just wanted to get into medical school. I prayed. I just wanted to become a doctor. I just wanted to help people. If only I could, I would tell myself. It took years, but I got there. Once I got there, I had a new goal. I wanted to be a specialist, an expert in my field, a go-to for all things nutrition. Then I wanted to write a book. It was a dream, something on my bucket list, just to write a book. It took years, but I got there. And once I got there, I had a new goal. I wanted to be on the bestseller list. I wanted to become a speaker. 
I thought, maybe I'll do a TED Talk. Again, it took years, but I got there. And once I did, well, you get it. I was on to the next thing. The problem is not so much having goals. It's not wanting more per se. The problem of the moving goalposts is not enough, of not being satisfied. And while it is a very human way of being, it's a very demoralizing way of being. And more importantly, it is a saboteur. Because when we keep moving the goalpost, we actually never arrive. And that ultimately results in burnout. When we cannot acknowledge and savor our wins, our successes, then we are more likely to throw in the towel, to feel defeated and to give up, ultimately undermining our successes. So how can we manage this very human, but also very destructive tendency so that we can realize our goals and maintain them, whether we're talking about weight loss goals, professional goals, or otherwise, really any life goal. Step one, the first step is acceptance. What if we accepted that indeed we never arrived? This may seem counterintuitive at first, like, what do you mean we never arrived? But bear with me. What if we really understood our goals, our life's work, our weight loss goals, whatever the case may be, as a process, as a journey? What if we stopped focusing on just the destination and stayed in the moment, in the journey of it all? Then wouldn't we be more accepting of the process and more compassionate towards ourselves, compassionate of the ups and downs, and joyful of our accomplishments, even if they are moving goalposts? This mindset of acceptance fuels our path forward instead of allowing frustration to fill us with discontent and ultimately to fizzle us out. Once we accept this reality that we never fully arrive, that we are constantly evolving and a work in progress, we can embrace this truth. And then instead of letting it frustrate us, we could allow this truth to inspire us, to motivate us, to help us stay the course and stay in the game. What if this knowing is precisely what we need so that we don't get complacent, bored, and uninterested in ourselves? What if this tension is the very thing that kept encouraging us to keep on doing our very best. Then acceptance would be the key to continued growth. Hi friends, it's Dr. Adrian, and I'm dropping into your podcast to offer a love letter to you. I believe that our hunger represents our unmet emotional and spiritual needs. And by leaning in and listening to our hunger, we have an opportunity to hear our needs and to respond. I know this not only from personal experience, but from listening to the stories of hundreds, if not thousands of patients over the past almost 20 years. I have compiled these stories, including my own, 
into Hungry for More, Stories and Science to Inspire Weight Loss from the Inside Out. This book is not just about weight loss, but about life and contains lessons that I know to be life-changing. If you don't believe me, head over to my website at dradrianudim.com where you can obtain a free sample or to amazon.com and check out the reviews for yourself. Step two, know that you're not alone. Remember that it's frustrating, annoying, exacerbating as this thing is, it is a very human way of being. I do it, Jane, Kathleen, and Dave do it. Practically every patient I have ever had does it. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say, you probably do it too. We are all in it together. So understand the common humanity of it all. Know that you're not alone. And in doing so, allow yourself to feel bolstered. Allow yourself to feel embraced by the collective experience. You are not alone. Therefore, you need not feel alone. Take comfort in that truth. And last and perhaps most important is to celebrate your wins, no matter how small. So maybe you do have 30 pounds to lose, or maybe like Kathleen, you have 65. So what? Does that mean that you can't celebrate your wins? Does that mean you can't celebrate the changes you've already made? You have 65 pounds to lose and still celebrate that you've lost the 10 pounds or five pounds or even one. You can celebrate the fact that you're making yourself a priority. Celebrate the fact that you chose to cook for yourself this week. Celebrate the fact that you took time to move your body. Celebrate the fact that you give a damn about yourself. These are all worthy of celebration. And when we celebrate our wins, we allow room for joy in the process. And when we allow for joy, we pave a path to continuously move it forward. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. We are more likely to opt into joy. We are more likely to continue a path that is filled with celebration and joy. And we are less likely to sabotage ourselves when we are engaged in these practices with joy. So allow for joy by celebrating yourself. I promise you that this tiny shift will not only make you happier in the process of achieving your goals, but also more successful in obtaining them. If you're currently on a weight loss journey and you can relate to the stories of Jane, Kathleen, and Dave, if you have a moving goalpost when it comes to what you believe is your ideal or goal weight, can you take a step back and look at the bigger picture? Can you see how the moving goalposts and how you relate to it might be robbing yourself of joy? And can you see where you might be able to fit it back in? Can you notice where this may show up in other areas of your life? Because in doing so, you can do the transformative work of using your relationship with food, with your weight, and with your body as an opportunity to look at your relationship with yourself. And in doing so, 
Develop the skills and tools that help you achieve greater mental, emotional, and physical well-being. Think about it. And take one step. Commit to one step this week, today, to implement the tips that we discussed. That's all for this week. But if you're ready to take your next bite of action, head over to the show notes right now and get my five-step guide to redefine nutrition. It's a packet I've put together for my patients and it is filled with tips, steps, and motivation to get you on the right path today. As always, I thank you for your time. Time is our most precious resource and I appreciate you spending some of that preciousness with me. Have a great week and I look forward to seeing you here again next week on Health Bite.